Good morning, and welcome to the 29th year of the Three Tailgater Show on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgater Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgater Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Wego, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Waterview Restaurant in Metairie, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Yield College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner, Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Gio's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road, by Mike Sirio's Poo Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Poo Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, and by Sunray Grill on Belchase Highway in Gretna. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and Delgado Baseball. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgater Show here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. We're at NashFM1061.com online anywhere in the world. You can also get us via Alexa at home if you can't get radio. Our podcast available following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on podcast on the left side of the front page. You can always email us at WGNO.com. Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Alexa has you at home if you can't get radio as mentioned. And, of course, you can always call the show. 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Later on in the show, Pelicans, home opener tonight. Saints, Indianapolis, LSU off, but Alabama next week. Tulane at Rice. We'll get into all of that. High school coaches coming up. We'll visit with Linares, L. Page of the John F. Kennedy Cougars, and Marcus Scott of the Destraham Wildcats off of big wins <clears throat> last night. And, of course, it's always a pleasure to welcome my co-host, Ed Daniels of WGNO and Friday Night Football of CrescentCitySports.com, the Clarion Herald, Nash Icon 106.1 FM. To the show. Good morning, Ed. Hey, Ken. What's up, buddy? Hey, it's going fine. Thanks. We've reached week 10 of the regular season. Of course, the, you know, the headline last night dominated by JT Curtis achieving uh, the all-time record, tying John McKissick with 621 victories in the United States prep football history with the win over Brother Martin, 26-7. Obviously, you sit next to him every Friday night. And we both have a pretty good perspective of, you know, the, the accomplishment. But in terms of what it means, uh, do, you, do you grasp that he has actually grasped exactly what that is at this point? 
Yeah, I think he understands. But again, you know, I've I've told several people. I think he's much more dialed in on on trying to get uh, trying to get you know make a playoff run, possibly win a state championship. If you go back to last year, you remember what happened in the Week Ten game against Carr. They were dominated. They didn't play very well, and yet uh, there they were five weeks later with the trophy. So I think you know I think that's what he you know if you asked him. What he would rather have right now, the record or another championship, I think that would be an easy call. And, you know, I think that's something probably, Kenny, to reflect on a little bit later, but not right mm -hmm. now, if that makes sense. No, it does because of what's in front of them. I mean, they're facing a team that's absolutely dominated that league for two years and dominated Curtis a year ago and Carr this coming weekend. So it's going to be huge. And, look, he's remained pretty focused throughout the task. Anyone that says it wasn't on the minds of people would be a lie. Anyone says it wasn't somewhat of a distraction would probably not be telling the truth. But I think he's handled it well, and I think his program's handled it well. Yeah, I think, um, I think they've done a good job with it. And, and he's been extremely um, uh, on task, and I think his players and coaches have too. And he's addressed the issue with them. So, you know, I think he's done everything he can to, uh, you know, I mean, look, this is all this stuff is old hat for him, even, even this record. It's old hat for him. I mean, he's I mean, he's coached this game a long time. When you have a wealth of experience, you just you learn how to handle things. I, I think that's in any facet of life. I mean, I go back and look at some things that, you know, happen throughout the years and you and you say man I wish I would have done a better job of handling this or a better job of handling that and uh, so that's why you do what you got to do no doubt look it's quite an accomplishment really special to say the least and obviously a chance uh, with a lot of focus being on that game this coming weekend against Carr at Morris Jeff Stadium and looking forward to seeing what transpires there of course a lot of meaningful games last night and but more than that the anticipation of big games next week St. James and E.D. White Catholic and we'll have that live on Crescent City Sports next Friday night what a showdown that is Newman and St. Charles Catholic next Friday night what a showdown that is we mentioned John Curtis and Edna Carr what a showdown that is I mean there's a whole bunch of gigantic games uh, to conclude the regular season set up for next weekend oh yeah I mean you know look week 10 is going to be a lot of fun Week nine was a lot of fun. We've had a mm -hmm. lot of good games. And you know what? I'm looking forward to the playoffs, especially since the, uh, the, the playoff format that we had last year is going to still be in place for this year and for the foreseeable future. I think it's great. And I think we've had a lot of good games this year. And, um, you know, I think week 10 is going to be a, a lot of fun. I, I really wish I could be at about three different games. <laughs> but I can yeah. only be at one. But I can only be at one. I mean, I can think of three or four right off the bat that I would say, wow, that's going to be a really good game. I'd love to be there. And, and we can't be. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's disappointing. But um, also it's a lot of fun. And we're, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, right there with it's going to be great next weekend. And, of course, playoffs beckoning in two weeks. It's a better situation now for the second year with the playoff system that exists. And, and, and we're certainly looking forward to that. Of course, all the championships to be played in Caesar Superdome again this year. And look, it's that time of the year. We're ready. We're having fun. And again, it should be 
it should be a lot of fun. I think we're going to have some really intriguing uh, divisions this year when you look at the, the matchups, and I just think it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, one team that you better pay attention to is the John F. Kennedy Cougars. Last year, they arrived on the scene with a really good season and a, a nice little playoff push as well. This year, they lost a tough game early, you know, in Gonzalez at Santa Monica, but since then, haven't lost a game. Last night, of course, clinched at least a tie for the District 9-3A title with a 51-0 win over Patrick Taylor. And joining us now, the head coach of the Cougars, a guy we know a little bit about. He was a decent player back in the day. I don't know if anyone's caught him yet, but he did it with a smile, too, whether it was at Carver or Tulane. Uh, great to visit with Linares Elpage. Linares, how are you? Good having me, Ken. <laughs> That's our pleasure. Thank you. Hey, congratulations again. I know, you know, you beat an overmatched team last night, but you still have to go out and do it. And your team, you didn't leave any doubt. You, you took control right away, and that's what you want. You don't ever want to let an opponent think they can play with you, and that's what happened last night. You just took control right away and never gave them a chance, right? Yes. You know, we always uh, pride ourselves on playing our brand of football, and we feel if we go out there and do what we're capable of doing, we have a chance against anyone. Ed? So, Coach, when you were a, a great high school player and a great college player, and Kenny and I both remember both of those things, uh, did you think that you would be doing this for a living? <laughs> Not at all, Ed. I never dreamed it. I always was a player. Uh, never thought I'd be able to coach. Didn't think I'd have the patience for it. But when my son uh, started playing, that kind of got me back closer to the game, and I started helping out, and it just you know felt right, the right thing to do. And you know, the rest was history after that. Coach, you know, last night's game. I mean, you score. Obviously, offensively, uh, but you also score a couple of times on defense, and you know that's a sign of a really good team. And your defense has been really good all season. Yeah, defense has been lights out all year long. They've been flying around, playing fast and physical. And uh, you know when you play like that, good things happen to you when you when you hustle to the ball. So uh, we're just trying to keep that up, and, and, and you know, and, and keep doing it when it counts the most in the playoffs. You know, you use a couple of quarterbacks. Just talk about that and, and where you're at right now with your quarterback spot. Well, quarterback, uh, Amari Darisbury, he's uh, coming along pretty well. You know, it's been tough early on. With a new quarterback, it's always tough. His first year playing. Uh, but each week, he's getting better and better. And he's starting to see everything. Everything is starting to slow down for him. And he's believing what he sees now. So I think the sky's the limit for him. And I'm excited to see what goes forward from here. Yeah, and then you had Sparrow come in, throws a touchdown pass as well last night. So, you know, you, you, you're looking good there. And obviously, you know, district is one thing. And, you know, you've got Sophie B. Wright to, to win the district outright next week. But you're really looking ahead. It's all about uh, what you're envisioning starting in two weeks, correct? Yes, it's all about that. You know, that's, the, that's always the end goal for every program when they start the season off. And for us to actually have a chance to do that, uh, we 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 right here, and we know we're going to be in that position to have a chance. So we're trying to take advantage of every opportunity we have, and just be prepared and ready to go when that time comes. Ed, so coach, if you had to say there's an area of your team that has to get a lot better or better to to can go a long way in the playoffs, it would be what? Offensively. 
Uh, I think offensively, we, we, we are on our way. Defense been lights out all year, and the whole thing, we've been trying to catch up with the defense. So uh, I think when the offense finally arrives, we'll be a tough out because defensively, I think we are one of the best in the state. And obviously, that, that's the trick. You know, you got the experience last year in the playoffs, and so did a lot of these kids. How much of a value is that? How much does that mean, and how much is it going to help this, this group this year? It means everything. You know, you can't, you can't uh, replace experience with anything. There's nothing like going through something. So these kids, a lot of these kids was on that team last year. They went through it. They understood what it took to get there. They understood, you know, the reason what we could have did better to win the game. You know, they felt that pain of losing, and they wanted to get back and get that taste out their mouth. So, you know, that's a driving force for us because they know what it takes, and they want it. They want it real bad. Coach, I mean, I'm looking at the power rankings right now, and I'm, I'm thinking you're probably four right now, and, and yet, I tell you what, I mean, Division One is tough in select, but Division Two is just as tough. When you're talking about St. Thomas More, Lafayette Christian, E.D. White Catholic, and, and even going down the list, Sterling's Catholic's good, Archbishop Shaw's good, seen them, they're good. Madison Prep's a traditional power. This is a really, really good class, and... You kind of got a taste of that last year. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, Division two is no pushover, man. Those those teams you just named are some of the top teams in the state of Louisiana, whether it's Division one or two. Um, and it's tough. And like you said, we got a taste of it. We uh, we we was in that number last year. We fell short. So hopefully, you know, this year we could we could do better and and take that next step. Ed? Coach, all those years in the playoffs, what what is what does a playoff game mean to a, a sixteen or seventeen year old kid? It means it means everything. It's it's exciting, you know. Uh, you you are the only teams left playing, and the city it, it it dwindles down because we know we have probably fifty schools in the city, and then when the playoff time comes, that probably drops about ten. So you know everybody's watching you, everybody's talking about you. So it's an exciting time for a sixteen, seven year old kid, seventeen year old kid, and you know they they want to show off and show out for their family members and friends. And just to be in that spotlight is, is just a great thing. And, and when you look at the teams that you have to, you know, the ones you're trying to be, the ones you're trying to catch up to and be a championship program, St. Thomas more multiple state championships, Lafayette Christian multiple state championships. Of course, E.D. White hasn't won, but they're that good and that close. And, you know, and Archbishop Shaw's in there. They won a state championship. You know, just where is your program right now, you know, where do you see your program, and how close are you to being that kind of program? Uh, I, I think we're close. I think we're right there knocking on the door. Uh, those guys, you know, they, they, they paved the way, and, and, and they show you how, how it needs to be done. Like you say, Archbishop Shaw, for one, you know, I could, I could relate to that one a little more because it's closer. And, I, you know, I, I played when Coach Hank was there first, and I watched him. And, you know, just those type of programs, man, they, they, they just they do all the little things right. They do everything right from the top bottom, and it all comes down from the head coach. So I'm just trying to make sure I lead these kids in the right direction. And I think we have a chance. We're right here knocking on the door, and I think our time is coming soon. Ed? Coach, you did a lot of things as a, as a player, um, offensively, defensively. You, you are all over the field. Uh, do you think kids these days can, can handle that responsibility, and do you think it takes a – a special player to be able to do a multitude of things? 
Yes, I think you have certain kids that can handle it, and they definitely have to be special to do that. It's 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 draining. It's mentally tough. It's physically tough. Uh, you, and you just have to have something in you that other people don't have in order to do that because it's a lot that goes on on both sides of the ball and even on special teams because those type of kids are going to also probably be your returners because they're the playmakers. So you have to have that, that it factor and that want to and that will to win at any cost. It, it, it's, it's draining. It's definitely draining. But when you're that type of kid, it's it's what you want. Is what you ask for, and, and, and you want to put, put the team on your shoulder and, and um, you know, and, and pull them through. So you definitely have to be special to do that. And I think it's, they have, the kids can do it today. It's, it's going to always be that way. They're going to always have special kids. God's going to bless somebody to be that type of kid. No doubt. And look, I mean, last year, that playoff win, what did it mean to the school? I mean, look, that was the first playoff win in what? About, about three decades or close to it. I mean, it, it was pretty special. We talked about it then. But, you know, what did that mean for the psyche? What did that mean for the community? What did that mean for embracing the alumni that carried the name of that school previously? Just what did it mean to that school? I think it meant a lot, man. They, um, all alum, Like you said, alumni was coming back and they was excited, uh, bringing the, 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 the proudness back to Kennedy. Um, now football matters. Um, so, you know, we just, we just trying to build on that. Everybody's excited. It was exciting last year. After that happened, it was exciting at the beginning of this year. Um, the homecoming, we had homecoming last week, man. We had a, a great turnout. We had alumni coming from class of 84, 82, 88. It was amazing, man. And, and I think just to have that, to come back to this school and to continue to do that, I think we're heading in the right direction. And I'm just so proud of my guys. For, for putting in the work to get to this point. Ed? So what's the, what's the message going into the last week, Coach? Finish. Finish. We have to finish the season all strong and, and, and do what we, what we plan on doing so we could go where we want to go. We have to finish, man. And, we, you know, we, by us being a, a, a younger team and a, and a – I don't want to say younger, but like a newer team, like you said, trying to knock on the door and get to that next step. We have to learn how to finish. You know, you finish games, and, and, and that's going to be big for us. So if we want to be mentioned with the rest of those schools that you guys mentioned, we have to be able to finish games. Well, your school is in a good position right now. And, I mean, finally, I guess, you know, you got to focus on one game at a time. We hear it from coaches all the time. And you got one more regular season game, of course, Ken Dorsey, Sophie B. Wright. Just talk about that and what you have ahead of you here. Yes, uh, we got one more Sophie right there. Very talented team. They have a lot of speed. Uh, we haven't seen any speed like that in a couple of weeks. Uh, so this is going to be challenging to us. And I think, I think we can match it. So hopefully we come out and, and, and match their, their speed and, 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 and try to be physical with them and just and, and play our brand of football. And once we do that, I feel comfortable with it against any opponent. Final word, Ed? Coach, we're just pleased for you, buddy. You know, very excited for you. Kenny and I have, uh, have had the pleasure of calling you a friend for a long time, and, and we're very, very excited that you're doing well. We think it's terrific. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate you and Ken, man. I, I, it's an honor for me to call you guys my friend as well. And keep up the good work, and, you know, you guys are pillar of the community, and, and I'm just glad to be a part of this, that, you know, the stuff that you guys have brought to the table, and I'm just glad that, that I was able to play during that time, man, coach. So I, I, I got the best of both worlds. I meant what I said earlier when, when I covered Linares in high school and in college. The one thing I always remembered, aside from his speed, 
was his smile. He was a happy guy. He was always exuded happiness, and, and that just kind of radiates. It, it, it lights up your day. It makes you feel good about people, and, and it's easy to pull for people like that. And, and suffice it to say, we, we always want to see you succeed, and we're very happy to see you succeeding. Linares, appreciate Thanks, the time. Appreciate good luck to you against Sophie B. Wright. I know we'll be talking to you down the road here in the playoffs, and love to see you compete with those, those big dogs. I think you're getting closer to doing so, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you, guy. All right, Linares. Thank you, Coach. You we appreciate you. That's yep. Linares L. Page. Uh, I have John F. Kennedy Cougars, really good football team. You better pay attention to them moving forward. All right, we'll take a time out here. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. When we return in just a moment, unbeaten Destrahan, defending state champion. Won a tough one over East St. John. We'll talk to Marcus Scott about that next. Still to come, we'll talk about the Pelicans, the Saints, Tulane, LSU. As we continue, we've got it all for you. Three Tailgaters Show continues following this brief time out here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and Company. This message is brought to you by True Coverage. I really needed health insurance for me and my son, but didn't think I could afford anything. So I called. They looked up my zip code and based on my income and where I live, they found out I qualify for no-cost health insurance. It took just minutes. They even found me a dental plan. If you don't have health insurance or your health insurance cost is too high, listen to this because you may be eligible for no-cost health insurance. That's right. You could qualify for zero-cost health insurance for you and your family. That covers all costs for things like doctor's visits and prescription medications. Call now for free to see if your income level and zip code qualifies you for zero-cost health insurance. Plus, see if you qualify for a cash card where you could earn cash of up to $500 to use for groceries, utilities, and more. Don't wait. Call 800-659-8253 right now to see if you and your family qualify for no-cost health insurance. The call is free, and it takes just minutes to see if you instantly qualify. Call 800-659-8253. That's 800-659-8253. 800-659-8253. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Meet Bruce. Hey there. He's a busy soccer dad who's trying hard to learn the game. Go for the end zone. Whoops. Luckily, other things come easy, like banking with Chase. On a tip from his banker, he set up Autosafe in the Chase mobile app. So what are you saving for, Bruce? Father-daughter soccer camp. 
Smart bankers, convenient tools, one bank with the power of both. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Autosave requires a Chase checking and savings account. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a click away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts, tools, accessories, and supplies quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store, or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Our pets are our loved ones and also our best friends. When they pass away, New Orleans Pet Cremation Service will handle everything for you. We offer 24-hour home removal as well as free pickup from your local veterinary hospital. Pet cremation starting as low as $199. Simply give us a call at 504-218-5554 or go to NewOrleansPetCremation.com. That's NewOrleansPetCremation.com. Celebrating life. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? All are welcome by calling 504-260-1061 to talk all sports, all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. That's Trahan Wildcats, defending state champion. Well, they just keep winning. What, 23 in a row, unbeaten? State champion last year in non-select Division One, unbeaten this season with uh, one left to go heading into the postseason after fighting off a challenge from East St. John 23-13 to last night. Always a pleasure to visit with the head coach of the Wildcats, Coach Marcus Scott. And Coach, I guess first and foremost, you know, breathe a sigh of relief. Congratulations. You knew those guys were going to play you tough as they did in the playoffs last year. and That was the case last night, but... Good teams get it done, and that's what your team did. Yeah, it was it was good. Good hard fought in district um, contest. I mean, I was proud of our guys. I mean, there were some 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 highs and lows in there, but to to uh, be able to um, win by double digits without um, Shane Lee is um, was was a, was a just a tribute to the kids and and the coaches staff. Yeah, we'll talk about Shane, Coach. What you know? What, what's going on there? Well, he just had a, um, a strain, and we wanted to, you know, err on the side of caution. And so um, we just tried to get him as, as much rest as possible. And, and uh, Shane Ward, his backup, has been playing really well. So, you know, we just decided to, like, if it was the third round of playoffs or the dome game, he, he's capable of playing. We're just trying to make sure that we take care of him and, and, and put his health first, you know. Mm-hmm. Ed? Coach, have you, do you know a lot, a little, or somewhere in between about the teams that you would potentially play in the playoffs? Have you even looked at that? I know very little. And the reason why is because I do not look ahead. Uh, now, nah, I do have coaches on my staff that do because, you know, you just can't help it. Some people just can't help themselves by looking at the numbers <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> But I try as is is as best I can to stay focused on the current opponent mm-hmm. and not um, look ahead. I just think that's 
the way that you show respect for your opponent by preparing for them and putting 100 percent into your preparation. Marcus got with us from Destrehan and Coach. I mean, the the offense has been solid. It's been it's been good, but the defense has been exceptional all season long. You've hung your hat on that, and you know, last night East St. John did some things in the first half, but then you really shut them down in the second half. And just talk about your continued outstanding defensive play. Yeah, the kids were um, upset that we that we gave up 10 points in the first half, I believe. And, and so they were determined to come back out and and, and make sure that we um, limited their, their big playability and just wanted to take it one possession at a time and get, get their string together, um, some stops. Yeah, you take away the big play because they're very – they're very capable of doing that, and, you know, they were so close to you a year ago, and I'm sure, you know, you reminded your players of that because, look, they, they obviously got caught looking at losing to Terrebonne a week ago, uh, and then Thibodeau turned around and beat Terrebonne last night, and they clearly were pointing for you. But you're the hunted, and talk about that because when you're on top, everybody's shooting for you, and that's, that's what Destrehan is right now. You know, our, our, our kids, were, uh, they kind of get tired of, of hearing – how close the game was in the quarterfinals, but yeah. I, I always remind them that you know those that that program, uh, Coach Brown does a good job, and they have pride and they have good players and they work hard as well. And so when we you go out, you have to be at your best, or you know you can you can be in one of those type of games. So that was a that's a lesson learned, and, and so. Um, now, fast forward a, a year later with this young team, we think we have maybe three three seniors on offense this year. So there, are a lot of it's a lot of learning that's still going on. So you know, we we excited that that we've been able to uh, string together uh, uh, some, some 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 success. Mm-hmm. Ed, coach, when you when you look at uh, when you look at Cobbins, you know I know that uh, assuming he signs with 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 LSU. Um, do you think he can play right away, Coach? I mean, to me, he looks like a guy who's 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 he's he's ready to go uh, almost immediately. Do do you agree with me? It's so hard to tell. I mean, because you know when they recruit guys to the SEC, they're recruiting guys who they who they project to have a, a NFL grade at some point most of the time, and so um, that means that other other people. Also have um, projected high grades as well that they recruit, and so um, it's going to be. He has the tools to do it. It's just going to be a matter of um, you know how quickly he can get adjusted to to the scheme. And uh, but in terms of him ability, yeah, he, he can he can he can process the information and he can um, certainly execute um, when it's time to get on the field. Well, obviously he's a terrific player, but he's just one of of many on your defense who have, have played that way all season long. And then, of course, we've talked about before, but your your quarterback, Jackson Fields, I know he had an interception last night, but he, he showed what he's capable of. He came back from that and made plays and played well. Young man's got size. He's got a good arm, and he seems to be getting better all the time and looks like he's got a good future. He does, and sometimes we have to remind ourselves because it, it, he, he, he strung together – um, maybe three, four games in a row that were outstanding. And then you, you sometimes things happen and you have to remind yourself that, hey, he's a sophomore. And so 
things are going to happen. You know, he's going to make mistakes that sophomores make sometimes. And and so sometimes by looking at him, he doesn't look like he is. And, and he, he's mature, so he doesn't act like a sophomore. But um, we still have to keep it in perspective as, as coaches. Yeah. So is is there a way, Coach, that you can get to the – to the top four, or is that impossible at this point? <laughs> well, again, I I don't know. Based upon what the gurus and the coaches' office said, say they don't believe that we can get to four. But yeah. we don't know. I mean, that's why I don't even look at it because I know there's so many things that have to happen and so many changes are going to happen. And, uh-huh. You know, so we just have to just kind of control what we can control. Yeah, I mean, look, the, sched- the schedule's a schedule, and, you know, districts are districts. Sometimes a district's really good, sometimes it's not. And, you know, and, and that's, that, that's part of the process here with PowerPoints. And, you know, to that end, you've got a Thibodeau team Friday night, you know, a new, new staff, the whole deal, and, and they probably got your attention because they went out and upset Terrebonne last night after Terrebonne beat East St. John. Yeah, well, whenever you're dealing with teenagers, you know, just being able to to control the psyche and, and to keep the focus uh, week after week. And, and a lot of times being successful, like, like gaining success is one thing, but then maintaining success is another thing. And so that's a challenge that, that we all have to um, have to deal with in athletics, not just, not just us, you know, not just football, but, you know, if you talk to coaches all across the country and, and all different sports, they'll probably tell you the same thing. Just that getting something is one thing, but maintaining it is another. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, go, it goes without saying that, you know, you, uh, you're already turning your attention to Thibodeau and you're just trying to keep your kids' attention. And maybe the fact that they won last night will help you get their attention, right? Yeah, that was, I mean, we, we, we respect – all of our opponents, and Thibodeau is no different. And I, I, I will remind them: um, a couple of years ago, we went to to Thibodeau, and it was zero zero at half. I mean, we ended up pulling the weight in the second half and winning thirty five nothing. But we didn't play very well in the first half, and they were at home, and they were excited, and they were playing well. So they're more than capable of that type of effort. So we have to go out and be at our best. Ed, coach, I'm I'm looking at the playoff bracket from a year ago. And it and it just kind of it's kind of amazing how the games change and and it becomes much more defensively focused. At least that's what it looks like based on last year's bracket. Did that? Do you think that gives you an advantage knowing that you, you know the defense you guys play or what? Well, I was always taught. You know, I was taught by by Coach Vic Umar that two things that will travel with you. And that's a run game, and that's defense. And so, if you can can have those two going into the playoffs, then you have an opportunity to be successful. Because sometimes the weather is going to change, and sometimes it's going to be cold and wet as 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 the um, time goes on, um, as we get into the colder months. And so, you have to be able to to um, adapt and adjust, and you have to be able to run it, and you got to be able to get stops when you need them. Well, obviously, you've got one more regular season game to go. It's easy to look ahead. Uh, you, you won't get the seed that you really want to have, but that's beyond your control. Bottom line is, based on what you did last year and what you've done this year, you feel good about any challenge that you have forthcoming, don't you? We do. I mean, 
we we know that just every time you step out on the field, it's going to be against a worthy opponent, especially this time of year. And so it's, it's our job as, as a staff to get the kids refocused each and every week and make sure that we're preparing as, as best we can and, and not look ahead and not look back and pat yourself on the back about the things that you've already accomplished. So that's the key. It's just a, it's a stay in the moment and, and, and just make sure that you're staying on track in terms of the process. Well, it's, again, an undefeated Destrehan team. Chibito to wrap up the regular season. Then, of course, comes the non-select Division I playoffs. And the Wildcats are a team that is ready, poised, and dangerous. And all opponents know that they're going to have to be their best to have a chance to beat Destrehan. Marcus Scott, we always appreciate the time. Congratulations on the win. Continued prayers for you. And uh, keep on churning, buddy. Keep on sawing wood. And Keep on knocking them out of the park, you hear? Thanks for having us. Have a good day, guys. You got Bye, it. Coach. Thank you, Marcus. Appreciate All right. My pleasure. Marcus Scott, head coach of Destrehan High School, and obviously uh, done a great job. And, you know, Ed, they, you know, it, again, scheduling. You know, you can't control district. Out of the district, you can, but then you got to get people to play you, too. And, you know, this is going to be an undefeated team in all likelihood. It's likely going to end up like a sixth seed. That, that's a heck of a spot to be in. For somebody else having to face them as a lower seat, no doubt. I mean, look, they were, you know the, the reason I <clears throat> zeroed in on the playoff seating is is because they were a three last year and they had a first round bye. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, that's, I mean, you talk about a dangerous floater in the bracket. I mean, can you imagine if you're the if if you're the twenty seven and they're the six and you got to play them in the first round? Yeah, I mean that that's that's tough. But you know what? Look. I'm glad we're having that conversation because that means the playoffs are going to be more interesting. And you and I have gone on ad nauseum about it, Kenny, but it's mm-hmm. absolutely true. And and that's what makes the playoffs fun is great matchups every week. And we really didn't have that in the first round before last year. We didn't have a ton of them last year, but we had more. And I think that's the kind of compelling football that people want to watch. I agree. We're going to see a lot better games than we've seen uh, prior to last year when it was better, and certainly that's what we're looking for. But, yeah, you know, we're going to get into the whole, uh, you know, lower seeds, watch out for these teams as every year there's going to be teams that are dangerous, even occasionally one or two in the 20s, but certainly those in the teens, and I can name a few of those right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then, of course, those like Destrehan, Mm-hmm. that are in that position. You know, we've got De La Salle, St. Augustine tonight live on Nash Icon 106.1 FM, simulcast at CrescentCitySports.com, and St. Augustine's battling to make the playoffs. If they get in, I mean, I wouldn't want to face them, honestly. No. And, and then in Division Division Two, I wouldn't want to face De La Salle. They've played a really, really mm-hmm. tough schedule, and I've, I've seen them and done games – they won at Central. That they, they nearly beat Newman. That's a dangerous team, too. That's going to be a, a teen seed. That's going to be no fun to play. Uh, another one I would cite, especially if they have any decent health, is Archbishop Rummel. They're going to end up as a 15 or 16 seed. I wouldn't yeah. want to play them either. <laughs> you know, as a, as a lower seed, that's a dangerous team. So, you know, there's going to be teams like that, certainly, that, that come into yeah. play, aside from the high seeds. And, and last year, Rummel was the 15 seed. 
Mm-hmm. They were the 15th seed against John Errett in the first round. And then they had to play Catholic in the second round. Now, they lost that game. But if, if that same scenario or something like that came up and, and you were the two and you had to play them as the 15 in the second round, that would make me a little nervous. Yeah, you know, certainly that's the case. Of course, right now, Carr would be the two, and I don't think Rummel would want to play them again, and Carr probably wouldn't want to have to see Rummel again, at least this early on. But that could change by next week. Carr Curtis will do a lot to determine what happens there because, again, it's all static at this time as to what happens with the final seeds. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, just how it works out because right now, I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at Division One, you know, on that side, and, you got Captain Shreve right up there. I mean, and I'm sure that they're a good football team, but teams from this neck of the woods probably wouldn't mind playing them uh, at this point in time, given the option of playing others. You know, Holy Cross is going to be high. Karen Crow's good. They're high as well in that division. And, you know, when you talk about the non-select side, Destrahan knows what it's dealing with. You got Rustin, who they know very well at the top of the heap right now. They play a tough schedule. Neville's Right up there, too. So is Zachary undefeated. Airlines up there. Uh, but they're a high-scoring team, but they give up points. And, and, you know, I think it really comes from that mix as far as Destrian is concerned. I'd say another dangerous team is Dutchtown. Dutchtown's a good football team. I've talked to a lot of people that think a lot of that football team, and uh, that's a team definitely uh, to watch on that side. In terms of potential lower seeds, I think Central would be a dangerous team right now sitting 19. But we'll get into all of that in the coming weeks for sure. All right, it's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. We'll take a timeout here, and when we continue following this timeout, we'll get into the Tulane Green Wave. Rice this afternoon in Houston, an American Conference play. Still to come, we'll talk about LSU. We'll talk about the Saints. We'll talk about the Pelicans. With your calls, 504-260-1061. Rudy Dixon, our producer. Ken and Ed, three tailgaters show. Back in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And we're at NashFM1061.com. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus a voice for you to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. 
Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. For 17 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field of the Caesar Superdome during the 2023 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl on Saturday, December 16th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. The smarter way to clean your floors It's time to make the swap Swiffer Power Mop Introducing the new Swiffer Power Mop The all-in-one tool that gives you a mop and bucket clean in half the time The solution's built right in So no heavy bucket And the pad has hundreds of scrubbing strips to get deep into grout Don't mop harder, mop smarter Swiffer Power Mop Swiffer Power Mop We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. With Ken and Ed, give us a call at 504-260-1061. And, of course, we'll talk about LSU and Alabama game coming up. We'll talk about the Saints and the Colts. Talk about the Pelicans. Home opener tonight coming up. But Tulane has another important American Conference game this afternoon at Rice in Houston. Tulane's a double-digit favorite, and yet Rice is a pretty capable football team and pretty good on offense. Rice throws the ball well. Not so much the running game, but... Rice throws the ball well, and Ed, they have a quarterback that people have heard of, and they know that he's pretty good. Oh, JT Daniels, um, really good player. Um, 
you know, he, he throws for a lot of yards, throws for over 300 yards a game. I don't know how well they run the football, but I do know that they have a good quarterback, and they play pretty well at home, Kenny, if you, if you look at what they've done this year. And I, I guess that's not completely unusual, but, you know, Daniels is uh, completing 63% of his passes. Mm-hmm. What I find intriguing about this matchup is that Tulane leads the their league in interceptions. So they've got a pretty mm-hmm. good secondary. Um, and, you know, look, if you look at what Michael Pratt has done, he's only played in five games. Mm-hmm. But he's played exceptionally well. He's only thrown two interceptions. He's thrown 12 touchdowns. But here's the thing that, that sticks out to you, to me. Um, I think he's averaging right around 10 yards an attempt, which is a giant number for a quarterback, as you know. If you get mm-hmm. above that eight or nine, that's real. That's exceptional. That's really good. Mm-hmm. But when you look at completion percentage, he's been great, 70.8. And that's about eight percentage points ahead of last year. So, I mean, when you look at what he's done, you gotta, you got to be impressed with his body of work. Even though he's been hurt, he missed two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I think so. Look, I, has Pratt played great? No. Has Pratt played well? Yes, yes. most of the time. And, sure. And, the, and look, I think the further down the road you get, the better he is because he's further down the road you know, from that knee problem. And I just think it's a, it's a better deal, you know, period. So, all good. Yeah, I mean, look, um, one of the things I, th- I think you're going to find, though, in these games down the stretch is that, you know, Tulane's picked to win this league. And there's a, a lot of teams in this league have heard that they're not very good and they can't uh, compete with these guys, right? I mean, you look at, you look at this game today, Tulane's, what, 10, 11-point favorite on the road, which means – you know, on a, on a neutral field, they're two touchdowns better than Rice, theoretically, because mm-hmm. you get about three points for being, for being the home team. And I think that, you know, one of the things that, that they better be ready for uh, all the way down, <coughs> excuse me, through the rest of the season is that teams are, are kind of taking this stuff personally, and they're going to do everything they can to uh, – to, to beat this club. You're going to get everybody's best chance every week. Yeah, you will. I mean, look, they're the hunted. They're not the, you know, they're not the hunter anymore. They're the hunted. I mean, that's part of the deal, and it's a mindset, and it's a toughness that has to come with it and understanding. I mean, who would have ever thought we'd be talking about Tulane being the hunted? I mean, that's where this program is that speaks volumes about what Willie Fritz has done. We've talked about that uh, so much. But, but again, it, it deserves mention because – what, what you're seeing with this team is a maturity. You know, they, you know, on the one hand, you know, are they as good as they were last year? I can't say that. You know, you look at the Memphis game, and uh, they were getting whipped for a while, and all of a sudden they come back from mm-hmm. that deficit and overcome Memphis at Memphis to win after their lull in that game. And then last week, you know, we saw what happened. They jump on top. Then they have a stirring comeback against mm-hmm. them. And then they have the maturity to get the football back and calmly just drive the field and score to win the game. I mean, that's a mature football team. That's a team that no longer hopes to win. That's a team that expects to win. I think there's a huge difference. 
Right. Also, too, look, let's be, a, let's be realistic. You know, you go to your job every day with the, with the expectation that, that you are going to do the very best you can and that you're going to be excellent. Okay? But some days you're not as good as you are others. I mean, that's, 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 you know, that's part of the performance element. You're not going to play your best. You're not going to be your best every day. You try to be, but you're not. And I, you know, I think it's just over a long season, it's hard to sustain that. There's going to be, there's going to be ups and downs. And look, and I go back to something that Frank Monica told me a long time ago that has really stuck with me. He said, there's only so many emotional highs a team can have during the season. The key is to be able to win on the weeks when you're not on one of those. And, you know, maybe last week was one of those. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's a maturity win. And I think it's a win that was a tough one. I think you need those kind of wins to be a better team, a tougher team down the road. And certainly I think we saw evidence of that last week. Uh, Makai Yuzakin running the football well. This is a good receiving core. Uh, that's consistently good overall. Uh, this is a defense that's good up front, and I guess today the real test is going to be for the two-lane secondary because it's, it's going to be all about how the secondary plays as to whether this is a solid two-lane win or whether they're in the, a dogfight fighting for their lives against Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the quarterback uh, for them has, has played well. They obviously depend on him. He, and, and I think one of the things that Tulane can do is, is that, um, you know, they can play a lot of defensive linemen. They can pressure the quarterback. And they're, they're not going to get worn out because they, they have guys who can play. And they have a lot of depth. And uh, to me, you know, and look, they, they run the football. I mean, look, they do what all, they do what all the good teams do. Mm-hmm. They, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't have a deficiency, you know. If they need a field goal, Ambrosio is very accurate. Very. Mm-hmm. Ambrosio's solid. I mean, their kicker's solid. You know, their punter's been solid. They they just have a solid football team. I mean, they're two, two, yeah, they're good on offense. They're uh, good they're, on offense. They're good on defense. And they're really good on defense. And they're solid in the kicking game. I mean, they're not yeah. great, but they're solid. Right, and and. And that's, you know, when, when you look at over the years, you know, usually the deal with Tulane was is that, you know, they, they had to be, um, you know, they had to overcome a deficiency somewhere. And they mm-hmm. just don't have that. And, yeah. and that's, that's how you win a lot of games. Right. And, and look, in the past, they've always had something that, that held them back prior to last year. But, you know, these ills have been cured. Their defensive front has been consistently good. It's got depth. Offensive line's been good. Receiver's good. Hughes has been good at the running back position. Seeing a little bit more of the freshman from Booker T. Washington now as well. And, of course, then you've got Michael Pratt, and that's a gigantic advantage against most everyone they play. And, again, I mean, you just have to like this team. Again, Rice is capable. Rice is good offensively, certainly good in the passing game. So it's a real test. I guess now the biggest question, Ed, will be whether or not Tulane has a real shot, you know, to get that that spot. Right now, Air Force is in that spot. Mm-hmm. And do you see Air Force losing a game? Well, you know, I'd have to look at their schedule, Kenny. But mm-hmm. um, hard to know, see, hard to see it happening. I mean, them losing a game, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, and, and therefore there's just that one spot available. And you can't be deterred by that. You know, you just have to push forward. Mm-hmm. Can't, you can't, can't go back and wax philosophical about the, the Ole Miss game. That's, that's dead and buried and long mm-hmm. over with. But, I mean, when you look at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Air Force team, they got Colorado State, you know. Yeah. They're 7-0, you know, got Robert Morris, I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at the schedule. I don't, I don't yeah, they, see. Yeah, they've got they've got Colorado State. They've got Army the next week. Yep, Army. They'll they, be on. They go to Hawaii. Yep. Long um, they've trip. They got UNL. They got UNLV, and then yep. they play Boise. So none of those teams are no. really good. No, Co- no. Colorado State is probably the probably toughest one. The yeah. toughest one because they have a pretty good quarterback. Right. Yes. And, and and they have a good, really good pass rusher whose name, ironically, is Kamara, who's who's a who's a really good player. But mm-hmm. um, you know, if you if you look down the road, I mean, their schedule, it, I, I, you know, I mean, they could always they could always get upset, but um, you know, Air Force has a chance to win out. Yep, I think that's certainly the case. Tulane can only focus on what it can focus on and do the job that it needs to do, uh, without worrying about that. And I think that's kind of where it's at today. But you know, I guess to put a wrap on the Tulane discussion, uh, I do some, I do see them winning the game today. It would not surprise me if it's within 10 points, because I think Rice is very capable at home with its offense. But I think, as I said before, Tulane's a mature team, and I think it will handle its business. Yeah, yeah. The only, you know, look, it's, it's not going to be an easy game because you're up against a team that, that's, that's good at home. They play, mm-hmm. they play good football there, and they have a good quarterback. And anytime you're up against a team who has a good quarterback, you've you got to be on your P's and Q's. Glad you're with us this morning. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out here. Our second hour begins next. We'll talk about LSU, where the Tigers are, game with Alabama looming still to come. We'll talk about the Saints and the Colts and also the Pelicans getting ready for their home opener. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Ed Daniels, Ken Trahan, the Three Tailgater Show begins our second hour in just a moment here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. 
Trick-or-treat! Halloween is around the corner. Let's not use witchful thinking when it comes to safety. Beware and take care. Don't drink and drive. From your spooky friends at 1061 Nash Icon and Dudley DeBosier. Injury Lawyers. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and Company. You're listening to the Cumulus Fishing Game Report with Captain C.T. Williams. Fishing is fun, but safety is foremost. I'm Captain C.T. Williams with this week's Big Fish Report. Now, I spend a lot of time finding great spots where you can catch fish, but you need to be able to get there and get home safely while being courteous to others. Louisiana has a lot of fishable water, so there are a lot of boats, and, well, nationally, a, a higher percentage of boating accidents. So be safe and prepared on the water, have fun responsibly, and join me, Captain CT, for the Big Fish, our TV show, with hotspots, tackle tips, how-to recipes, and even safe practices while fishing. Every Saturday morning at 5.30 a.m. on WVUE Fox 8 in New Orleans. Have a great weekend. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 106.1 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. And we're glad you're with us on this Saturday morning as we march on. Ken and Ed, Three Tailgaters Show. Here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Of course, the LSU Tigers have the weekend off, and the Tigers have the big showdown in Tuscaloosa against Alabama uh, next Saturday evening, 6.30 in primetime, nationally televised. And then, obviously, LSU's playing better overall. Defense has played better. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt Pete Jenkins' presence has made a difference. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is this team is just absolutely chopped up in the secondary, and that has to concern you. Well, you know, Kenny, I was at the LSU Army game, and it was just it was just such a letdown that on a Hail Mary pass at the end of the half that Zy Alexander is hurt. Yeah. I mean, golly. I mean, what a what a bad break. And you know, if you if you gotta you've gotta you know, now Stamps is gonna be back for the Alabama game. And I got to figure that he's going to figure heavily in their plan because it doesn't sound to me like, like Alexander's going to play. I, it, it looks to me like 
you know, if, if he has a badly sprained ankle or something like that, it might not be something that he can come back on in a, in a brief period of time. The good news is, is they're getting Emory Jones back. But when you're thin at corner, and I mean, you know, you, you look out there, and, and Toviano and Jeremiah Hughes are playing. And let's be honest, you aren't counting on either one of those guys. No. No, not at all. And I mean, look, you've got, you've got to dig deep, and there isn't much else you can do but play the guys you have. You know, Brian Kelly said it earlier this year. You know, there's nobody else walking through the door. These are the guys we have. And now it's, it's down to playing, you know, less experienced players. You know, and Sage Ryan has to play cornerback and all these things. Now, I guess the, the flip side of that is Jalen Milrow is getting better. But, you know, passing isn't the strongest suit for Milrow or Alabama. It's getting better. But, you know, it's not like you're facing, for instance, an Ole Miss and the way it throws the ball, or a Florida State, and the way it throws the ball. So, uh, realistically, I think LSU can line up against Alabama's front. I don't think Alabama's offensive line is quite as good as it's been in recent years, and LSU's defensive front is getting better. So I guess the key here is slow down or stop the run and make them one-dimensional, and then you can get after the passer a little bit. Well, I think you've got to make make Jalen Milrow a thrower, and I think you've also got to – you know, they've got the guy who can spy him as far as his ability to get out of the pocket. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't watch, <coughs> excuse me, I didn't watch all of the LSU, te- I mean, the uh, Alabama-Tennessee game. But in the, in the time that I got to watch it, it looked like uh, Milrow hurt Tennessee with some running plays. And, you know, I think that's something that, that's what you've got Harold Perkins for. He's, he's, he's excellent at being able to uh, negate the other team's quarterback and their ability to run. So, you know, I, I just think that if LSU wants to win this game, Kenny, I think they've got to be in that 35 to 40 point range. I, I, just, I just don't know how many stops they're going to get on defense. Well, I mean, that's what it's going to be all about. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that. I think for LSU to win this game, the Tigers are going to have to score in the 30s if they want to win this game. I don't think anything less will get it done. And that's not easy because the strength of this Alabama team is its defense. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, they're, 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 a, they're, a, they're a solid defensive team. They're a solid defensive team. But also, too, I, I mean, I've got to ask you, you know, how many really good offenses have they played? Well, I mean, I, okay. You know, how many really yeah. good offenses have they played? I mean, they they played Texas, mm-hmm. and Texas has a good offense, and Ewers mm-hmm. had a really nice game. But Texas carved them up pretty good, don't you think? Yeah, they did. And and I mean, I I'm, I'm just looking. I mean, look, Tennessee, uh, they're okay offensively, but I don't think they're any great shakes. They're okay, and and to me, um, you know, I, that's that's the question I would ask is. How, how many really good offenses have they played? Well, I think that's the key. I mean, I think it's, it's all about what we've seen from Alabama's defense is very good. Just how good is it? Uh, again, it's all about the quality of the opposition, how you perceive it, and whether they've, they've faced an offense like LSU. I mean, LSU realistically uh, is a top five offense in the country, if not the top offense in the country, and that's not a stretch just based on the numbers that have been posted, how it's been done with the balance. 
and with a quarterback that's been the best player in the country. And let's talk about that because, again, with two losses, Jaden Daniels is not the Heisman favorite. If LSU had beaten Ole Miss, Jaden Daniels would absolutely be the Heisman favorite. Right now, he's still top three, top five for sure because no one is having the season he's having. Others have matched what he's done throwing the football. No one has matched what he's done throwing and running the football. No one. Oh, I mean, he's been superb. I mean, if, if you look at that, at that pass he made to Brian Thomas on, on, on Saturday, that was, that was unbelievable. To roll out of the pocket and throw a strike that turned into an 86-yard touchdown. I mean, that's just a big league play. And mm-hmm. how far he has come as a passer has been pretty amazing. And, um, you know, I mean, you just got to give, you got to give Jaden Daniels a lot of credit. Plus, you know, LSU's been down over the last year and a half, double digits in some of these games in the, in the first half, and he's brought them back. So not only, not only has he improved as a passer, but I, I just think the guy's clutch. And, you know, you go back to the Alabama game last year, and I'm sure their coaches at Alabama are looking at that thing with a fine-tooth comb. They probably went over it in the offseason as they prepare for all their opponents. But if you, if you look at what he did in that game, not only did he make huge plays in the game, but with his ability to scramble and just throw the ball away, he probably avoided a half dozen negative plays in the game. Uh, and there was, a, there was a play in the third or fourth quarter, uh, Alabama had taken the lead and it was third down and long. And he got out of the pocket and he ran for about 30, 35 yards. I think you remember the play. But yep. they, they had him sacked back there. And he got out of there, and he made a big play. And, and you know, I, I just can't uh, say enough about um, the guy's uh, leadership skills and, and what he brings. He, he, he's got elite athletic ability. He's mm-hmm. got, for a quarterback, he has elite legs. And he's improved tremendously as a passer. But I think, that you know, some guys are just clutch, okay? Some guys just have the mental makeup that they don't get rattled and they're just clutch. And I, and I just think the guy's clutch. He's made a lot of great plays for LSU. Look what he did in the Florida State game last year in his first game. They were down, and he almost brought them back and won the game. And, you know, they were a, they were a deflected extra point from tying the game to go to, and going to overtime. And in overtime, I wouldn't bet against him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just think the guy, if you look at what he's done, his resume, how much he's improved, uh, you know, to me, it, it boils down to this. If they go to Tuscaloosa, he plays very well, and he has a big game, then you're looking at a potential Heisman moment. Well, I agree with you. I mean, if the, it, it's very, very similar to Joe Burrow's senior year. Joe Burrow's junior year, he was good. He got better as the season went along, and he was good. And you could see that really good things were coming. You just didn't think it would be so phenomenal his senior year. And then, of course, his senior year, he was incredible off the charts and punctuated a Heisman Trophy season and a national championship season with a brilliant performance at Tuscaloosa against Alabama. The -hmm. script is similar. Daniels is having a phenomenal year. The only difference is that LSU team was unbeaten. This LSU team has lost twice. But... The quarterback's having a phenomenal year. He's in contention for the Heisman. The team is in contention for the SEC championship, and they're heading to Tuscaloosa again. Could history repeat itself? 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, I you know, I sure hope so. <laughs> because because you'll be talking to me on the road to, uh, next week uh, on the way to on the way to Tuscaloosa. So, you made that you made that drive a few times. I have, and you know what? It's a, it's a it's a good drive. It's um, I I love going on the road in the, <laughs> in this mm-hmm. league. I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, those are you know. Here's the thing: everybody, you know, we we talk about LSU football all season long, right? Mm-hmm. All year long, you know, we get into the spring, we get into recruiting, uh, we get into the summer. Of course, we get into the season, bowl season. It repeats itself every year. Well, I mean, this is this is the X on the calendar. This is it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it this, is this, indeed. This is it, and. You know, everybody, everybody over there in Tennessee and Alabama talks about the third Saturday in October. I, I disagree. I think, I think in the SEC, in a lot of respects, it's about, it's about the first Saturday in November. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, hey, we're at that point. Both teams have an open date, and, and they're getting ready for each other. And uh, it's always a game with, with a lot of uh, implications. You know, and if LSU can back this up and beat them again in consecutive mm-hmm. years, uh, I think that's something that hasn't happened since 2010-2011 uh, in the regular season, that LSU's beaten Alabama in consecutive years. That would be a pretty, a pretty big thing, and it would be huge for recruiting. It would be. Uh, I mean, look, this is another watershed game, and it's certainly a watershed game for Brian Kelly. Last year, he got that signature victory in his first year and really earned the credibility and the respect of people following the LSU program by beating Alabama at home and beating Nick Saban. Alabama's going to be loaded for bear to get revenge in this game, and if somehow LSU can go to Alabama and win, that would solidify uh, this program as being the program to beat in the SEC West moving forward because... Uh, I know you're looking at what I'm looking at. I, I just think it's going to get better at LSU. Uh, LSU's recruiting very well. Uh, the numbers are getting back up. We mm-hmm. said all along it would take three years having to build back from having only, what, 37 scholarship players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting better. There's still mm-hmm. a few holes to plug. Kelly said it before the year. We're not quite on the level with Georgia yet. You know, we've got to prove that we can be there with Alabama. I think he was accurate in saying that. Uh, they're getting closer. Depth is an issue, but you have to like what you see, and you have to like what you see moving forward. Yeah, uh, you know, to me, the key next year is, is you know, I, I know they're going to be in the portal. You've got to improve your defense, but I know they've got a, a really good freshman quarterback coming in. But are you going to try to get somebody in the portal who can compete with Garrett Nussmeyer? And are you going to get a really good quarterback out of the portal when it's presumed that Nussmeyer is going to be the starter. Are you with me? Absolutely. I mean, you know, how do you convince somebody to come here when you've got a guy waiting in the wings who has has waited his turn and is the presumed incumbent next year? How do you get somebody who is a, a transfer quarterback to come here and and compete theoretically compete for this job well again I, I don't know uh, you know I don't know the answer to that because clearly it's going to be his job 
next year. That I mean, that's that's not even a uh, you know. There's no debating that whatsoever. I mean, he's he's set up to do it. He's talented. In his time that he's been able to get on the field, he's shown what he's capable of doing. But I do think that they're capable of getting somebody because the convincing nature of this is, hey, come on board. You wait one year, and you're the guy. So, no, I, I think they can. They got a five-star quarterback recruit that they're trying to get right now, as you know. So, mm. I think they can. You know, they're flipping guys right now, which is huge. Mm. And, oh, they, and they flipped a great offensive lineman. They which, did. Which, and to me, look, you know, and I know we've been over this, Kenny, and you and I have had a lot of discussions about this off the radio. You know, the two areas to me where Alabama over the last 15 years has been better than LSU is the offensive line and quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the case at either spot this year. LSU is certainly better than them at quarterback, and I think they're better than them on the offensive line. I think you know, the offensive line is a little better for LSU overall. I think LSU's quarterback is clearly better. I think LSU's receivers overall match up evenly, if not a little better in my estimation. I think the running back position's about even. I just think LSU's a better offense, and I think Alabama's a better defense. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it is too. And, uh, you know, look, uh, I, I think that's what makes the game so compelling. Um, and, you know, look, if LSU, if LSU wins this game, that'll be three of the last five against Alabama. And, you know, I know it's coulda, woulda, shoulda. Everybody's been talking a lot about, about that this week. Mm-hmm. But, but um, you know, they should have beat them in 2021, too. And, and, they, and they gave that game away in Tuscaloosa. So, mm-hmm. re- regardless, look, here's the bottom line. If LSU wins this game, it's three out of the last five against them. Yes. So, and, um, you know, um, I'm looking forward to a great ride home, even if it's going to be at 2 o'clock in the morning. I really don't care. <laughs> well, you've done it before, and it's a great setting there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, look, it's 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 a fun place to go. Um, it's um, uh, some of the people, uh, if they know you from out of town, if they happen to think that you're from Louisiana, they might uh, give you a little bit of a hard time as you walk toward the stadium, which is which is unlike most places in the SEC. But I'm I'm sure LSU people have probably done a little of that along the way too. So. You know, it's um, it's it's a rivalry, and um, you know, to me, it's 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 the kind of thing that makes the college game very special. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's a situation where they have to be able to to play error-free football. I mean, I know it's a simplistic thing to say, but they've got to avoid key penalties. They've got to avoid turnovers. Uh, when you go on the road and you play a team of this magnitude. You can't give away points. I mean, you have got to. They're going to make you earn them. I think LSU can score and move the ball, but they can't give away points because their defense will be susceptible in the deep. You know, I do think, a you know, final point on LSU before we get to break, I do think Pete Jenkins has made a difference, Ed. I, I think you see the alignment's different. Even the rotation's different and who's playing more mm-hmm. downs than we saw before. Technique, mm-hmm. I just think it's obvious. And I credit mm-hmm. Brian Kelly for being ready and willing to admit that he needed help and to make a move there uh, like he did in the middle of a season. Yeah, and I give my, our, our friend, I think it was uh, our friend Renee Nato on CrescentCitySports.com pointed out about Paris Shand. I, pay, I think Paris, yes. Shand's, Paris Shand's been a good player for LSU. 
And I, I told somebody that a couple of weeks ago before, before Coach Jenkins got here. I said, look, if you look at, to me right now, the mm -hmm. second defensive line is playing better than the first defensive line. And, and Shan was part of that. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he was part of it. In the meantime, I'm talking about, I'm talking about 2021 LSU Alabama, and I'm watching Max Johnson get sacked. Well, that's part of the transfer portal. There you go. No, no doubt about it. Look, I mean, that's, again, right. Players that maybe weren't seeing as much action are seeing action now. They're rotating more guys. Uh, of course, Wingo's hurt too. That's that's a key guy not to have too. It's not just his playing ability, but his leadership. So, man, you'd like to see them healthier going into this, but they're not. Mm -hmm. Nothing you can do. No, and you know, look, uh, I think they've got to they've got to give. Uh, you know, it'd be great if they could turn Milrow over, make him make an errant throw or two. But if he makes some plays with his feet, Alabama's going to be really hard to beat. And I think too, you know, I would expect that Alabama is going to run Jace McClellan a lot. And mm -hmm. to me, Jace McClellan is a really good running back. He's yep. an underrated guy. He is a, you know, give credit where credit is due. The guy is a really, really good football player. And, yeah. and I know LSU knows that, but I think the guy should get a lot more respect than he does because he's – and look, and I've seen all these great Alabama running backs over the years. I've seen yeah. them all in person. Yep. Derrick Henry and – and uh, Najee, uh, Najee Harris, and, and all of these guys over the years, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, LSU's played against all of them, and I've seen a bunch of them. But this McClellan is really a good player. All right, glad you're with us here. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-261-1061. We're glad you've joined us, and we'll take a time out here. Still to come, we'll talk about the New Orleans Pelicans, but coming up next, the New Orleans Saints – and the Indianapolis Colts will discuss it with you as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters show here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Signet Landing Restaurant in historic West Wego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harborview Dining and Southern Hospitality. Serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner, like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters, and much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in West Wego, behind the shrimp lot. For parties of eight or more, call for reservations, 504-900-1901. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and & Company. Your floors can go from clean to dirty fast. From juice spills, whoops, to muddy paw prints, to little sticky finger marks. Good thing your Swiffer WetJet works fast too. Swiffer WetJet easily cleans everyday messes as quick as they happen. The next mess is right around the corner. So grab your Swiffer WetJet and just spray, push, all clean. Nothing slows my little girl down, except a stuffy nose. Mommy. 
That's why I use Sinex Children's Saline from Vicks. Sinex instantly clears mucus in everyday stuffy little noses with a gentle, ultra-fine mist designed for kids. Just Sinex? Breathe. Her stuffy nose is gone for now. And so is she. Sinex Children's Saline. Sinex? Breathe. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. This is your weekly forum for genuine substantive talk with a focus on fairness and facts. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061. And the New Orleans Saints are set to take on the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis noon. Tomorrow, a lot of subplots to this game. Saints had a lot more time to prepare. Uh, Colts had a few injuries. But, Ed, the the Saints injury list is absolutely vast. And I know illness has been part of that this week. They're not telling you what the illness was. But they've had several players ill and a whole bunch of guys questionable. And I think that's going to go a long way toward determining who wins this game, who's on the field for the Saints. If most of these guys that are questionable, if not all play, I think the Saints have a really good chance to win the game. If a few of them miss that are key, I think it gives the Colts a favorite role in this particular game. I really think it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, it's, it's always, you know, in the NFL, it's always what's happening that week. You know, the one, the one thing um, I will say about the Colts is I, I watched them last week, and um, they're not good defensively, but I think the fact that Minshew's playing – and Anthony Richardson is not uh, helps Indianapolis at least in the short term. And I think Richardson's going to be a very good pro. But right now he's a rookie and he's hurt, so he's not playing anyhow. But mm-hmm. uh, to me, you know, Richardson has a tremendous amount of upside. But the other guy right now just has a lot of experience, and he played pretty well last week. So, you know, again, it's it's one of those deals where the Saints are on the road; they have the better defense. But this defense has got to step up and get it done. I mean, it, it had its chance on a Thursday night against Jacksonville and couldn't pull it off. No, it did. And, and look, so much has been talked about, you know, since that game. Uh, and, and most of the conversation uh, has centered around bickering and everything else. I wanted to talk about that because mm-hmm. I, I think, number one, you don't ignore it, but I think oftentimes people just are looking for something to talk about or they're just looking for 
reasons or they're looking for excuses. Here's the fact of the matter. This goes on all the time. And if you paid attention, especially with all the cameras and camera angles that are employed by the networks to do games, this stuff happens all the time. People bicker all the time. Quarterbacks let receivers, running backs, pass protectors know when there's a breakdown, it happens frequently. Now, can you go over the top with it? Yeah, maybe uh, if you go too frequently and too loudly and too often. But mm -hmm. my point is, I think that a little bit too much has been made over that. It's about going out and executing and playing the game. And all this stuff about, oh, they don't like each other. Oh, they have a problem off the field, all this kind of stuff. I, I just not, I'm not into that. Here's my take on it, real simple, and I want to get your thoughts. If you're not mad, if you're not obsessed with trying to get it right, if you're not you know, mad and upset about the situation and emotional about it, then you're not the competitor that you need to be to win a game. And I don't think anyone wants to see anyone walk off the field and say nothing and do nothing when things broke down completely, when somebody completely blew a, a route, missed an assignment, threw to the wrong guy, missed a block, whatever it might be. It's part of the emotion of the game. It goes on all the time. Your thoughts? Well, I agree. Uh, you know, look, but, you know, here's the deal. Everybody's trying to find fault right now. That's it, yeah. All right, that's what it's all about. Yep. Everybody's looking at everything. And here's my point. The question I would ask at seven weeks into the season Here's my question. Mm -hmm. Are the Saints that good? No. I mean, they're, they're an average to mediocre team. That's what they are. Can, and, they be, can they be better? I don't know. I think they can just based on personnel if they get healthy. I don't think they're going to be much better up front on the offensive line. I do think the quarterback can play better. How much better? is a big question, maybe not so much. But then again, as I've said from day one when they acquired him, he's better than what they had, but he's not a top 10 guy. He just needs to be pretty good and sometimes good. And if he is, then you have somebody you can win with, in particular in this division and in particular with this schedule. That hasn't happened. His play hasn't been good enough overall. His offensive line's play overall hasn't been good enough. The receivers have been okay, sometimes pretty good, but not consistent enough in productivity, route running, whatever the case may be. And I think that it all conspires to put this team where it is. And then the play calling, mm -hmm. which, again, a lot of people have had issues with and getting into a rhythm. We sure did see a rhythm when they went hurry up because, again, amidst all of this criticism and amidst all of this finger-pointing finger and blame game, mm -hmm. the fact is in the last two games, they put up a bunch of yards on offense. They scored a few more points. Not quite enough. And again, it's a little bit of everything. You know, it's the interception. It's the sack. It's thrown to the wrong guy. It's dropping a touchdown pass that might win you a game. It's a little bit of everything. But we have seen some signs of this offense starting to be better. Here's the funny thing about it, Ed, is the Saints are the high, they average the most points of any team in the NFC South. 
What does that tell you about this division? Mm -hmm. Well, I got it. I mean, you know, look, if, if you look at, if you look at what, I, I mean, I watch, I don't know if you did, but I watched the Atlanta-Tampa Bay game last Sunday. I did. And, um, you know, Atlanta's good defensively. They're, they're playing to their strength. Uh, they have a very inexperienced quarterback. He fumbled three times, including once at the goal line and another time inside the five-yard line. Um, you know, but they're, they're finding a way to win these close games. And, you know, the, the Saints are three and four against an easy schedule. They are. They're three and four against mm -hmm. an easy schedule. So, in my opinion, I do not think that they're that good. You know, I do not think they're an elite team offensively. I keep hearing about all the weapons they have. You know, to me, Jacksonville has weapons. They have Travis Etienne. They have Christian Kirk who can run away from anybody. Anybody. They have a good tight end. They have a quarterback who is a, who is a good quarterback in the NFL. Has a chance to be a real, real good one. So, you know, I, I don't know. Um, and defensively, again, you know, if, you, if you're an elite defense, you got to get a stop there. And they didn't get one. No, they didn't. I mean, again, it's a little bit of everything. When the offense finally awakens and does something, the defense fails. Jacksonville got a great matchup with its fastest wide receiver against a safety. It was no match. So give Jacksonville credit for getting an alignment that favored them and give Trevor Lawrence credit for identifying the matchup and exposing it. And it turned out to be an easy touchdown. And the defense yeah. plays well. Schematically, they do a good job, but that was one where they got, mm. they simply got outflanked in that situation. Yeah, they did. They did, no doubt about it. It is what it is. And, um, you know, again, easy schedule, not good results thus far. Um, you know, this, this game this game's critical because if they can win this game and they can beat Chicago, well, I think some of that stuff would quiet down a little bit. They'd be yeah. five and four and, you know, uh, some of that nonsense. But I, I'm tired of hearing about miscommunication and FaceTiming yeah, and all mm -hmm. of that stuff. You know, to me, uh, you are what you are. And right now they're a three and four team against a bad schedule. So that means you're not very good. No, that's, that's who they are. I mean, that's who they are. And, again, the question becomes – can they find it? Can they turn it on? Here's the reality. Tampa Bay's three and four. They still have a game with them. Atlanta's four and three. They still have two games with them. And Carolina hasn't won a game, and they still have a home game with them. The rest of the schedule, maybe it gets a little tougher, but it's not daunting by any stretch of the imagination. Here's what I think the Saints have to do. They've got, what, three games before the bye? I think the Saints have to be at least 5-5 five and five by that bye, which means they have to win two of the next three games. If they get the 5-5 five and five by the bye, uh, they're okay. They have a legitimate shot because I do think nine games will probably win this division. Mm -hmm. If they're less than 5-5 five and five at the break, I think they're in deep trouble. And if they, you know, if they lose this game this weekend and they're two under, they're in trouble. You know, then they absolutely have to beat the Bears just to be able to, you mm -hmm. know, to, to stay, mm -hmm. in the, stay in the hunt, so to speak. So, so is this a crucial game? Sure it is. Mm -hmm. Are the Colts 
A beatable team? Absolutely. Did they look pretty good last week? Yeah, offensively. But Gardner Minshew's not all that. The Saints have beaten them the last two times they played them, once in Jacksonville and once last year in Philadelphia. So, and the Saints' defense is pretty good. If the Saints can slow down the Colts' running game, then they have a great chance to win the game. Uh, that's what it's all about. Colts want to run the football, and mm-hmm. they want to run it and run it, and, and then play action off of that. If the Saints can slow down or stop the Colts' running game, they'll win the game. It's, to me, it's that simple. I, I don't think uh, there's any other way to measure this game is, other than how the Saints face the Colts' defense, how they play against the Colts' offense, I should say, and how they play against the Colts' run game. That's how I see it, real simple. Yeah, I mean, look, John, Jonathan Taylor's a real good player. And I know Zach Moss was on the uh, on the uh, injury report this week, wasn't he? Yep. So, I mean, look, um, Taylor's a really good running back. And, um, you know, they're going to move the ball. Look, Cleveland has the best defense in the NFL when it comes to yards allowed. At least they did going into last week. They were averaging just over 200 yards a game. And the Colts moved the ball up and down the field on them. And they ran the ball on them. The one thing they didn't do was they didn't take care of the ball. They turned it over a few times and made some mistakes. And they also gave up some sacks. But even with mm-hmm. all of that, they still scored 38 points. They scored 38 points. So, uh, you know, this is not going to be an easy game. No, I don't think any of them are. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way they are. Until they prove otherwise, every one of these games is going to be the way We've seen them. But the other thing is the Saints have to play better in the first half. I mean, they've been, they've been a better second-half team than a, than a better first-half team. And I know all this scripted play stuff does not seem to be working, okay? They've got to play better from the start of a game. They just haven't done that, Ed. They've got to be better, have to be better, period, when it comes to the start of a game, not the second half of a game. You've got to start the game better. And it starts now. If the Saints plan to have any success this season, they've got to start now, beginning at Indianapolis tomorrow. Absolutely necessary. Sure. I mean, look, uh, you know, again, there's certain games on the schedule. But you know what, Kenny, look, let's be honest. We watch, these, we watch all these NFL games, and every week in this league, it's, it's, a, it's a whole new year. You, you cannot tell from week to week. I mean, <clears throat> did, you, did you think the New England Patriots were going to be able to score on anybody after they played the Saints? They looked absolutely <laughs> terrible. I mean, they looked terrible. They looked mm-hmm. like one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Then they come back this week, last week and get a, get a huge victory. So, you know, who knows in this league week to week? Tell me about it. It's the NFL, man. That's <laughs> the way it goes. So, and again, it's, it's just hard to get a handle on this Saints team saying they're going to win or they're going to lose. I mean, either could happen. That's why the line is what it is, virtually a picket game. They're telling you that these are two average to mediocre teams, and we're not sure how they're going to perform. Well, again, if the Saints want this season to be what they thought it would be, this is a game they have to win. Then they have to beat a Bears team that isn't that good and get themselves to five and four, and then have a chance to even go two games up prior to the bye. I mean, the Saints could be six and four. They could be five and five. And oh, by the way, they could be worse than that. 
Stay tuned. Glad you're with us. Ken and Ed, Three Tailgaters Show. We'll take a time out here. When we continue in a moment, the New Orleans Pelicans. Season underway. Good start. Home opener tonight. Two intriguing home games coming up. We'll talk about that next as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters Show here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Hey, Saints fans. We're Dully DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. We all know that on game day, the Dome is a special place to be. It's where our Saints show up to lay it all on the line. At Dully DeBosier, we love cheering for the Saints. And we love representing our fellow Saints fans all across Louisiana. Demand Dully DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Call 444-4444. That's 444-4444. Chad Dully, New Orleans, LA 2315662. Meet Bruce. Hey there. He's a busy soccer dad who's trying hard to learn the game. Go for the end zone! Whoops. Luckily, other things come easy, like banking with Chase. On a tip from his banker, he set up autosave in the Chase mobile app. So what are you saving for, Bruce? Father-daughter soccer camp. Smart bankers, convenient tools, one bank with the power of both. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Autosave requires a Chase checking and savings account. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a click away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts, tools, accessories, and supplies quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store, or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company. 
Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Billy, your gas light's on. We need to stop and fill up. No way, Jen. Gas around here is too expensive. We can make it a little further. Billy, listen to your big sister. You don't need to drive all over searching for the lowest gas prices. Do what I do and use Upside. Upside? Do you live under a rock, Billy? Upside is the hottest cashback app out there. It's free to download and you get real cashback for every gallon of gas you buy. I use it all the time and I've already made around 200 bucks. You can make that kind of cashback just for buying the gas you have to buy anyway. Yes, I'm looking at the Upside app now and there's a gas station at the next exit offering 25 cents per gallon cash back. Okay, I'm stopping to download Upside and fill up my tank. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code BLING to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code BLING for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code BLING for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, and Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Don't be shy. Join in the conversation with Ken and Ed on the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now, 504-260-1061. New Orleans Pelicans getting ready to roll tonight at home in the home opener against the New York Knicks. The Pelicans got off to a good start, beating the Grizzlies 111 to 104 in Memphis this past Wednesday night. It was not a great look, but it was a good look. All five starters in double figures. Matt Ryan provided a big boost off the bench, which was unexpected. Forgot it just signed with the team a few days before. And the Pelicans, you know, withstood whatever runs Memphis had in the game to win this game. The only negative for the Pelicans are 21 turnovers. Other than that, they really control play throughout the course of this game. And Ed, what I like most about it was Zion Williamson was a closer in this game. He was absolutely dominant, turned it on down the stretch with 13 points, just dominated down the stretch and looked the part of the dominant player we've seen previously after he was somewhat quiet much of the night. Uh, that mm-hmm. was the thing that I took away from this more than anything else. Yeah, that, and man, I tell you, I, I, uh, I really liked C.J. McCollum's floor game. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, he's, and you he's know, healthy. He's healthy. And, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about about how great his, his summer was. And uh, mm-hmm. the only thing I can say is that if he plays at that kind of level, not only as a volume scorer, but a guy who can set other people up and also rebound, then he's going to mm-hmm. have a really good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I mean, I just think – 
he's healthier, the hand's healthier. They need shooting. McCollum being healthier, his shot even looked like it had more arc on it, uh, is going to help. Uh, Ingram's still a deadly mid-range guy, as good as it gets, not, just not as prolific beyond the arc. Ryan hopefully can provide a little bit of that shooting off the bench because they really miss Trey Murphy the third without his perimeter shooting. And Herb Jones can make an occasional corner three. Valanchunas was left alone as they sagged down on Williams, and he made a three, and, you know, he can do that occasionally. Bottom line is they have to be able to shoot the three ball effectively. They don't have to be top ten in the league. They just have to be effective enough to be able to space the floor. Otherwise, people are just going to keep sagging down on Williams. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's no doubt about that. And, you know, I I, I think, you know, Matt Ryan made a, made a contribution. Here's the thing. Look at all the games last year that they lost where they were badly outscored at the three-point line. Mm-hmm. They made 14 threes. But you know what? They also shot 32 of them. And you got to shoot them to make them. And I think that's that's part of the whole thing with bring, bringing, uh, bringing Borrego in. Uh, you know, to to be more of an offense that 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 shoots those shots, and yeah, you can't you can't be outscored, Kenny, by 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 you you can't have another team make five or six more three pointers than you in the game, and and it not make a big difference. No, not at all. I mean, look, uh, I I liked what I saw, and. Again, we just want to have a prolonged look at this group together. We just haven't. And we keep talking about the potential. I don't know that any of us knows just how high the ceiling is because we haven't seen enough of it. I think it's pretty high. How high remains to be seen because the Western Conference is deep and loaded with a lot of good teams and a lot of good players. Mm -hmm. But, again, can we see these guys together for like 20, 30 straight games just to get a pretty good look at who they can be and what they can be? Would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, it would mean everything. I mean, it would tell you what you have been waiting to see, what you have been hoping to see, and what you have exactly. Because I think they think they know what they have, but until you see it, you just don't really know. So, uh, again, that's where they're at right now. Knicks in town tonight. Solid team. Golden State in town Monday night. Outstanding team. Uh, these are two intriguing games, Ed, and I think they're going to be a good measuring stick for this Pelicans team early on. No, I'm looking forward to it. Pelicans? Yeah, I mean, look, if they can win, and we know how this works, if the Saints aren't having a good season and the Pelicans can win early, a lot of attention is going to shift that way. Otherwise, the basketball just doesn't get much attention really until December, if not early January. That's really how it works in this town, isn't it? No question. And, um, you know, look, they, were, they got off to a good start last year. They won three of their first four. Early in the season, they had a seven-game winning streak. But, you know, we know what happened when, um, when, when we got to January and Zion got hurt, and it just changed everything. Well, it did. And he's back, and he looked good the other night, and we hope that that carries over. Won't have Murphy until mid-November if not later. Alvarado's still out. Marshall's still out. You'd like to have all your pieces. Dyson Daniels still has to prove he can shoot the ball. He does other things well. Larry Nance has to be able to step in and be a good small big man when needed. 
Didn't see much from Kyra Lewis in that game. He played but wasn't a factor. And they're going to need him to some degree, too. We did see Jordan Hawkins, Ed. Are you surprised that they played the rookie right away? He made a triple, too. He did? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I thought, uh, you know, hey, it was, it was good. Um, you know, I mean, he's a guy that obviously early in the season, they, they're hoping to get some shooting from. Well, they need to replace the shooter, as I said. And that's a guy that clearly can help in that regard. And willingness to play a rookie, interesting. But I think it's all about the injury issues they have right now. All right, it's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. One more segment to go. That's next when we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters show. Ken and Ed here on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Halloween is around the corner. Let's not use witchful thinking when it comes to safety. Beware and take care. Don't drink and drive. From your spooky friends at 1061 Nash Icon and Dudley DeBosier, Injury Lawyers. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and Company. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. If you demand excellence, Petri Transport Services will handle any waste disposal project you have. With over three decades of experience, Petri Transport Services provides masterclass service with client satisfaction in mind. Locally owned and family driven, Petri Transport Services understands customer values and the importance of safety, professionalism, and quality with no contract required. Let our service speak for itself. If you need a trash dumpster, grease traps, or a septic tank, call Petri Transport Services at 985-351-0608 or visit PetriTransportServices.com. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. 
Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, and Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. We're winding down on the Three Tailgater Show at 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. As we get set to put a wrap on this one today, Ed, the college football card today. Uh, right now, South Carolina leading Texas A&M 7-0 in the second quarter. What games on the college football card today are you watching what games are you most interested in what games do you think will will have the biggest impact uh, based upon what you're looking at on the college football card today well i mean you know it's always i i don't know how good a game it's going to be but the cocktail party is always a you know yeah. a, a big game on the schedule um you know it's i penn state i think is having a little bit of a, a hangover they're playing indiana right now um i don't you know, I mean, 7-7. Seven, seven. I don't know, frankly, if it's a great week, Kenny, uh, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, for, for s- some of these games. I, Oregon-Utah yeah. is, is going to be a really good game. And number eight against number number 13. I think that's <coughs> – excuse me. That's mm-hmm. one of the best games of the, uh, of the day. And, uh, you know, USC's in a tailspin. Um, they can't play defense, man. I mean, right. You know. I mean, no, no, no question, no doubt about that. They're they're in a bit of a tailspin, and you know, I, I, the week after, I don't think it's going to be easy for Ohio State at Wisconsin tonight either. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a tough game. No, I do. I think that's another game to watch. What do you make of all this Michigan stuff that's been going on? I mean, well, do you, you think know, it's a blip on the radar screen, or do you think it's a it's something that's bigger than that? And maybe it's exposed something that's been going on anyway around college yeah. football. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, talking to some LSU people over, over the course of the week that, that the story is accurate. They, they felt that they had to change their, their, their signals after the first, you know, three series against Clemson. But, look, mm-hmm. an added part of that in that first three series was, if you remember, LSU had very poor field position. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that was a big part of where they were. They were backed up inside their ten yard line for most of the early portion of that game. But I talked to someone yesterday who thinks that uh, Harbaugh's in trouble, and I, I I don't know. I I can't see them dismissing the coach based on that. I think it's going to be. One of those things where it looks like a black eye, but I don't think it's going to be something where, um, you know, he's uh, he's he's removed because of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't uh, think he will be either because he's an icon there, and they're winning. Right. right. But you know, the one thing it could do if there's if there's like penalties, 
of, of any significance, Kenny. It, it could hasten his return to the NFL. And if, I think at some point he's going back to the NFL. Well, he's flirted with it previously, and if this turns out to be something serious, it would certainly expedite mm -hmm. that move being made. I, I certainly believe that's the case. So, look, I, I don't think it's going to turn into anything bigger than it is. I do think it's a wake-up call for other programs trying to do a lot of the same thing. But I did find it very interesting that TCU was aware of it, and they changed all their signals before that semifinal game last year. And what did TCU do to Michigan's defense? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, they, they, they carved them up. Mm -hmm. And, and um, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, teams are going to be – but, look, you know, Brian Kelly talked about it this week on the SEC conference call and other coaches did as well. I mean, it's time for the headsets. If the NFL can do it, why can't college do it? Mm -hmm. It's time for the headsets. Why, why is that such a challenge? I don't get it. Do you? I don't either. I, I don't, look, you tell me. I'm right there with you. So it will be interesting to see if anything else comes of this. Edward, it's been a pleasure as we wrap things up today. We thank you, and we'll look forward to doing it again next week. Okay, Kenny, look forward to it. All right, I want to thank Rudy Dixon for a job well done and remind